Welcome back to The Athletic Approach. We're here again today to talk about another aspect of you know, mental skills, sports psychology, everything about that within the realm of competitive sports. Uh, today, our goal is to kind of talk a little bit more about relationships within you know, team dynamics, between coaches and players, front office and coaches, players and players, kind of everybody within a sports team or an organization how those relationships you know play such a massive role and like the good bad and the ugly behind all of that mm -hmm. and it's so important to remember that these relationships if you just think of the basic foundations of them and you can think about this with your family and friends even so like what makes that relationship work and it can be trust and it can be care and it's all these things that you'd expect in sort of a a relationship whoever that may be and that's the same kind of how it resonates with say your coach and you as a player because you have this sort of dynamic where if you feel like you're cared about by your coach or you feel like you've got enough trust there you're likely to then obviously want to perform well you're going to want to do the extra work you're going to want to listen and I think that's so important is the listening because sometimes when it's when things can get like I said, when things can get a bit ugly or and you have to listen to say criticism, it's like knowing that your coach is telling you this for a reason and it's only for you to then get better. But if you don't have those basic foundations and sometimes it kind of gets a bit funny and then it's like, oh, are they attacking me? And it's like, oh, and what do you do then? Yeah, it's, you said it perfectly, the, the foundational part of it, it, that's kind of the whole thing behind relationships. We've talked about all these different scenarios in sports and different skills, but if that relational piece is missing, those skills and those conversations you have to have just don't flow as well. Like you said, if a coach has to correct something and you don't have that fully trusting relationship knowing that your coach is doing something to help you, it may come off as them targeting you or them coming after you, anything like that. And the same kind of goes in the other direction. It's really a two-way street, where if that relationship between coach and athlete is broken or not really formed yet, and a player you know, messes up, makes a mistake, the coach might look at that as, oh, I was intentional, or they're not even trying, or it could be anything. But if we have that foundational relationship, the, the players and the coaches have connected on a deeper level, then the coach can answer those questions either by knowing what happened with the athlete or by simply just talking to them and going up and saying, hey, what happened here? Like, it looked like, you know, you, you didn't know what you were doing or you weren't giving full effort, whatever the case is. And then the athlete can kind of vouch for themselves. And that's when these good, you know, conversations are actually able to happen and that's when we see like the growth happen and athletes get better and coaches get better too. We, we always talk about you know athletes improving and trying to make our athletes better and perform better. Coaches go through the same process. A first year coach getting into whatever level, whatever sport has all the same type of battles as a first year player joining an organization, joining a program. So if we can kind of level the playing field a little bit and get these conversations done and get these relationships formed, then everybody can grow together a lot easier and get through those ugly times and those rough patches as a unit, as opposed to one person each kind of fighting their own battles.
Absolutely. And it same goes with your teammates and how you support your fellow teammates and how they also support you. And again, when those mistakes happen, not if, when, because <laughs> it, it will happen. Um, it's taking that accountability and trusting that you're going to take responsibility and trusting that your teammates will also take that responsibility because if you don't if if you don't do that then you'll start blaming each other and then then the whole relationship then breaks down um and then and it's a funny sort of dynamic when you're thinking about your fellow teammates because it then feels like you know you're competing for a spot on the team or in sort of like from a dance perspective like you'll have other dancer friends who are going to the same auditions as you wanting to book the same jobs but you're still competing against them but yet it's still so supportive like the dynamics are just so dynamic (laughs) um but it is just something that's so interesting because it is that competitiveness but it's also that support that you want um that kind of yeah brings that relationship together within the sporting world anyway yeah yeah that's that true yeah, that's that true healthy competition we want where everybody is battling, going 100 miles an hour in practice and everybody's competing for that starting spot or whatever it is. But at the same time, it's not in like a negative way. You're competing to make yourself better, not with the hopes of somebody else stumbling and falling. You know, you want them to succeed, but you also still want that that starting position. It's a weird dynamic to think about but it's so much healthier to have an organization that runs like that, that type of culture from top to bottom where everybody is striving for that number one spot and pulling each other along, that boosts performance over time. Where if you and the person next to you are competing, 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 putting in the extra work, doing everything you can to get up to the top of the depth chart, then everybody's improving. If you if you're in that like negative like that negative lane of I'm trying to beat this person I'm gonna make sure they're they're shortchanging it or I'm gonna try and you know have them mess up whatever it is then it's it's hurting the program as a whole because then you've got these weaker pieces and then this stronger group and it just creates that weird dynamic and then those we it just all comes full circle because then you have those relationships fracture between players and then the coach doesn't know what to do and it's just this like ugly snowball when that negative competition within a team starts to happen and it it just gets really messy and really nobody wants to be involved with a messy team like that. Understanding your teammates um, on a deeper level is so important because you do get that like you said this personal connection um, where you're then more than just the athlete you're a human being as well and it can be like it doesn't even have to be sort of sitting in a circle like everyone telling their stories it can be in so many different ways like and it can happen in so many different aspects of even whilst the season's going on so for example it could just be having a conversation in on the coach with the literally on a bus coach I don't know what terminology you use in America but in like a coach or a bus and um, and you're just talking to your fellow teammate and it doesn't have to be about the game and it doesn't have to be about the next game it can literally just be like 
oh like how how's your family how's you know how's your pet dog or something it can literally be little things like that or it could even be like group activities that you can be involved in so I know kind of at university level like over here anyway with sports teams and stuff there's always this sort of culture of going out or even like staying in watching a film and things like that and those moments again where you're not thinking about the next performance you're getting to know each other and then you can build that those foundations in that relationship and just know the person that you're dancing next to or playing next to and it 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 makes the difference and then you you build friendships off of that so and and you want to be friends with your teammates yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, and you made a really good point of like in the preseason before a season starts, that's when a lot of this work can get accomplished. Because once your season starts rolling, we don't have time for anything but practice, play, practice, play. So at the beginning of the year, laying out those values, getting everybody on the same page. And it's weird to think about teams not having like relationships among one another because we've both been there. You spend countless hours with people on your team, but I know I've been in the situation where the person right next to me, I didn't, in college, I didn't know what his major was. I didn't know where he was from. I knew his first name, maybe. That that happens because you, you just get into this, the grind of the season, and you're thinking about nothing but going to practice, going to work out, getting on a bus to travel, whatever it is. So that's why before the season, it's good to have like just genuine conversations among a team. You know, coaches getting to know their athletes past what their jersey number is or what position they play or anything like that and starting to to know them as people, not just athletes. And that that holistic relationship is the true foundation of all these relationships we're talking about. Where if an athlete and a coach have this conversation and they talk about their backgrounds, they talk about their families, they talk about their interests and hobbies and X, Y, and Z, they build something deeper than just coach player. And then it's like colleagues almost, and you can work together and you can go to each other for help and you can take criticism better. And the same goes with player to player. Even if you're spending, you know, three, four, five hours a day with your teammates, you may never talk about anything more than just your sport. So at the beginning of the year, I think it's really helpful to have like designated times and set a, set aside some space to do this, to have these conversations and just let everybody get to know each other. It, one, it's, it's really fun. When, when I work with teams, I do this a lot for the reason of helping these athletes get to know each other but for me, I also get to hear some incredible stories. Just the other day, I was talking with a team and I asked them, hey, what's the, the coolest thing or the coolest place your sport has allowed you to go? Because we all know sports can do incredible things. They can take us across the globe, meet the best people of our lives. And I heard about these, these college athletes in high school getting the chance to, to play all over the world and to play for national teams and do this, do that. And... I could see the reactions of other athletes in the room and they had never heard these stories. And some of them had been teammates for four years. And just, you could see, like I could see these relationships like forming and growing right in front of me by just simply like sharing some of our life stories. So like we talk about relationships, it's it's not like a crazy concept to tackle. Sometimes it's as simple as just a conversation. And it takes away from like the results as well. like 
gets you to focus on the process of just enjoying turning up to training, enjoying performing together or playing together. And it's it you almost take that step back because kind of similar with you, like in my first year of uni, I didn't really have that many friends on the dance team. I had friends, but they either weren't on the same team as me. They were on like a different style or they just they just came to the events for <laughs> fun. Um or um yeah yeah so yeah so I'd have friends like that and then um but like I wasn't really close to them but then when it got to actually it was interestingly it was kind of on so the way that it works is that you'll be training from September till about February and then competitions were around February March time and it was those competition days where we actually got to know each other because especially if you're waiting to get onto the to get to your performance because the styles were kind of staggered throughout the day um and I had a few friends where we were both just on hip-hop and that was always at the end of the day and you have like literally the full day from 8am till about 6pm and like you get to know each other in that sense and like you're cheering each other on and you want the best for each other and that's kind of how we bonded and when it kind of then went into second year of university and then I was on the team again it just I enjoyed it so much more because I was with the people that I'm friends with that I'd like to spend time with away from dance and then when you know when it then comes to rehearsals and things it just made it that much more enjoyable oh yeah I know for me I've been a part of both ends of the spectrum where there's there's teams I've been on where we were best friends, like you're saying, nights we were off or after practice, we'd all hang out, watch a movie together, watch a game together, something like that, just spending time together outside of sports. And you could see that on the field. You know, whether, I'm not saying we went undefeated and played a million times better, but we handled things better. Stuff would go sideways and we wouldn't panic. You know, everybody was kind of like, no, we're good. I trust the person next to me. We can get through this. And then I've been on the complete opposite side where as soon as practice was over, we all went our separate ways and we'd see each other just at practice. And that was it. You know, even in class in college, we wouldn't sit by each other. It was it would those teams aren't fun because then then you like dread the sport all of a sudden without that relationship. She's like, well, I got to go hang out with these people that I really don't care for. And I got to go spend the next three hours of my life with them. And then this weekend, I got to spend the whole weekend with them. And it, it just creates like a drag if there's not that connection there and you're not like human beings first. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like at least in, in our realm, at least for me, the, the team building like stuff kind of gets a bad rap because and. I'm kind of on that train because it can be really corny to do this stuff, especially when you're working with like certain, you know, demographics of athletes that are sport, 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 nothing else. I don't care. I just want to win. Getting them to like play a game or just like hang out can be a difficult thing to do because they just want to practice. They just want to train. But like you said, finding weird ways to do it, making it competitive, having fun with it can change all of that because any way we can get these conversations to happen, get these, you know, relationships to form, it just helps in so many ways. It just makes competition flow better. It makes practice go smoother. It makes the bad times a lot less bad. And maybe most of all, it makes the good times so much better. 
when you're winning and you're succeeding and you're doing that with like your best friends, like there's nothing better. So any way that, you know, as a coach or as somebody like leading things and structuring things, finding ways to, to make these conversations happen and make these connections a thing within your program, like only good stuff's gonna happen afterwards. Yes, you may not have gotten that extra hour of conditioning in, but you built these relationships that are gonna help you for the next four months of a season and relationships that are probably going to carry on for the rest of these young athletes' lives. Yeah, no, that is so important. It's that aftermath of kind of what happens next. And it's and then again, it takes away from just being so sport-focused all the time. And then again, it's that human level of connection. Because again, like sport isn't going to be there forever, but those friendships and relationships will be kind of after, you know, going into retirement or whatever it is. Because... And then you can just think back to those good times and stuff. And again, it's those relationships that were really positive. And that's kind of something that you'll then take away. Even if you lost or like, you know, there was a competition that we didn't, we didn't place in at all. But the next day we spent like the whole day exploring like Edinburgh because we went up to Scotland and it was just such a nice time again to just get to know each other, to just enjoy the experience despite not winning an award like it was just that's all you need (laughs) yeah though the relationships like far outlast the sport like you said they're gone like we're done being athletes whatever but anytime I talk to one of my former teammates it's like picking up right where we left off years ago and even then I don't remember the scores of games I don't remember who we beat who beat us But I remember the times in the hotel or the 14 hour bus trips that we were on together or coach yelling at us for this or getting in trouble for that. Like those are the things that like sports allow us to experience. And these relationships kind of keep in place for the rest of our lives. 